are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021, and it is officially the offseason for us. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E. GNZLZ and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non baseball talk twice a week. New episode dropping today for our tier twos and threes. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you're interested. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're going to recap Seattle's disappointing and emotional weekend at T-Mobile Park. We're also going to reflect on how great this season truly was and how fortunate we were to watch this team blossom into a 90-win baseball club. Then in our last segment, we're going to tell you what to expect here on Locked On Mariners during what should be an incredibly fun offseason for a team well on the rise. And Colby and I love the offseason, so this is our time to shine. So Get ready. Uh, If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So Colby, obviously the Mariners did not get it done. Their playoff drought now extends to 20 years after they dropped two of three to the Angels and really everything fell apart with their loss on Friday. Whatever they they were able to do from that point forward wasn't going to matter because the Red Sox end up sweeping the Nationals and the Yankees walk off the Rays in their final game of their series yesterday. So even the loss yesterday, uh, the 7-3 loss to the Angels really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The Mariners did get to 90 wins, but you were at the game yesterday. Emotions were obviously running high once the team found out that they were mathematically eliminated. Scott Service came out, pulled Kyle Seeger to give him a send-off. We all expect him to be leaving this offseason for, cl- uh, for the team to not pick up his club option and uh, for him to uh, to leave in the in the off season, so uh, there was a lot of emotions regarding that. There were a lot of emotions just over not being able to make it across the finish line and in this playoff drought. But uh, you know, you gotta you gotta feel good about where this team is at overall, and we're gonna talk more about that. But just talking about the games and the disappointment of these games, uh, aside from your personal disappointment, of course, with not being able to make it to the postseason. Are you annoyed at all? Are you feeling anything else about how these games went, particularly with the losses? Honestly, not that annoyed. Uh, the losses themselves kind of, you know, highlighted the the weaknesses of this team and, and how well they were able to mm-hmm. mask them for most of the year. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, the, the reasons they lost or the reasons they, you know, were, were never really a, uh, they were never a great team. Uh, they were a fun team who played way above their heads at times. And, and, you know, they, they were able to sustain, you know, what was thought to be unsustainable for basically 162 games, but the warts showed um, and they were, they were pretty clear. So it's not that annoying the way, the way that it ended. Um, It's just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that uh, they they came up a little bit short here at the end and, and, you know, it's, it's easy to point at any one loss. You could point it to yesterday's loss or Friday's loss or, 
any of the other bullpen games or point to any of the 70 losses, 72 losses. And you could say, well, that, that one really hurt. That one cost us, but mm-hmm. that's not the way this team was built. This team was, was not, you know, was not, this team is not a 90 win roster. It's a 90 win team, which is great. And that's what made it this so much fun. But when you really step back mm-hmm. and you look at the roster, this team was not built to win 90 games. So the fact that they did is incredible and it's awesome. And it is a credit to the players and that coaching staff and that front office uh, to soak out, you know, to wring out more wins from this roster than anybody thought possible. But again, at the end of the day, the roster was exposed in the, in these three games. And it was, uh, it was, it's just a bummer uh, that it ended that way. But mm-hmm. uh, also I, I can't say that I'm, I'm too upset at the way it ended. It was, uh, you know, maybe not predictable is probably not the right word, but it was the most likely scenario. And even amidst a heartbreaking series like this, we still got an incredible moment out of it. The comeback on, on Saturday, Mitch Hanniger's single that put them ahead for good on Saturday. Dave Sims's call, which has gone viral um, around the Internet. It's, um, you know, it's it's moments like those that have made the season so great. And there's so many that you can pick from. Um, and I'm and I'm sure we'll we'll probably get into some of those in our next segment. But yeah, like you said, this showed pretty much all the flaws of the Mariners roster. It put them all on full display from the lack of a fully, you know, dynamic, dangerous lineup one through nine. They, you know, really just only having a couple of guys here and there. And and you saw when when Ty France can't come through. And Mitch Hanniger can't come through. This offense pretty much falls apart. And obviously some guys at the back of the lineup or, or that have been towards the back of the lineup have picked up some of the slack. Jerry Kelnick was incredible in the month of September and had a really solid series in this one as well. Uh, but, you know, you can only you only can do so much with when just a few guys in the lineup are consistently producing. And, uh, and if one of them or two of them or even three of them have a bad night, you're really not going to be able to recover from that. And you saw what happened. Um, and you really saw that on Friday. You know, Ty France had an awful game. And that's your huge driving force right there offensively. And when you don't have him, when you don't have your horse, uh, you're, you're, you're not set up for success. So. Um, and you know, this, this pitching staff had been run down quite a bit, especially the bullpen, especially, you know, guys like Paul Seawald towards the end there. And you saw some wear and tear and, uh, same thing with Tyler Anderson who, you know, pitched on short rest in his last start and then comes back here to try to finish things off and just did not look at all capable of, um, given the Mariners quality innings in this one. And, and obviously they found themselves in a huge hole, but again, it didn't really matter in the end what happened on Sunday because the Red Sox and the Yankees got what they needed to get done. And um, really the big one was, was losing on Friday and uh, you had some, you had some opportunities. It's really disappointing. You know, you look at the Luis Trenz lead off triple in the, in the seventh inning and not being able to get him home uh, with no one out. And then um, Kyle Seeger leading off the ninth with a double, and you can't get him home. You can't even get him over to third. Um, you know, and that just that just shows the, the how deeper this lineup needs to get. Um, one thing that I want to talk about here, actually, real quick, um, we didn't see Matt Brash. 
was that weird to you or, or you know, because I, I get it. They played a lot of close games here and you don't want to throw a guy, you know, a rookie to make his debut in a tight spot with a sold out crowd. But was it weird to you that we didn't see Matt Brash? A little bit. Yeah. Um, especially after they threw Munoz in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was weird. And then they and then they saved uh, apparently Steckenrider and uh, and Sadler were available, but they didn't use them, you know, after they took out um, Anderson, which I mean, I, I get that it was early, but yeah, you know how your offense is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of weird. I was I was expecting him to come out for the ninth and then I saw it was Steckenrider warming up and I was just like, huh? You know, it's, it's one of those, like, like, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I get not using him in general, but then when you throw Munoz out there, it's like, that's, that's kind of the white flag right there. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, you're talking about a guy who hasn't pitched in two years and you're throwing him out there and what was still a, a must win game at the time because the Boston score wasn't final or anything like that. It's just like. I mean, Boston was down by four runs at that point. Yeah, so I mean, it was just kind of like, huh, that's that's weird. So yeah, I'm a little surprised we didn't see Brash at all. Um, you know, it kind of makes sense when you look at how the game we thought he was going to pitch, how that ended up going, and Anderson was able to give them four that day, and, and it set mm-hmm. up really nicely, and all the games since then were pretty close. So yeah, I, I understand it, but it just felt weird to me to see Munoz, but not Brash. But yeah, also seeing still second rider and Sadler in a game that was already, you know, what, seven to two at the time, seven to three. So it's it's mm-hmm. it, it was just a little bit weird to me. But uh, yeah, for mm-hmm. that reason, I was I was it was odd that I didn't that we didn't see Brash. But like if they hadn't thrown Munoz, then I probably would have been like, yeah, you know, it's I get it. Yeah. Real quick before we uh, hop on to our next segment here. I know you were up, you know, in the 300 level, um, right? Wrong. Uh, yesterday. I was by the Mariners dugout 26 rows up. Oh, okay. So, um, so were you able to get a good eye at the, uh, at Munoz or did you go back and watch uh, his no, appearance at all? If so, angle, what did you think? My angle is to where I'm basically staring right at the right-handed hitter. Like, so I don't have a good, so I can't see break very well. Um, Uh I saw the radar gun, so that was fun. Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, I I haven't gotten back to, to watch that. I do want to go back and watch that outing. Um, just, it looked like you threw a couple decent, uh, sliders, but it was really tough to tell from my angle. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the velocity is, is easy to see from anywhere. And then you look up at the scoreboard and it says one Oh one. And he does yeah. that a couple times. You're like, yeah, that's that's some serious stuff right there. Yeah, uh, the command was shaky, um, as expected. Yeah, as expected. But uh, you know, overall, not a bad first appearance. It, it was, it, you know, even you know, despite the the circumstances, it was nice to see Andres Munoz get a an appearance in 2021. Uh, get a little preview of, of what he brings. And uh, he's going to be a uh, you know pretty uh, substantial part of that bullpen next year, which is mm-hmm. uh, going to be pretty exciting. We'll see how it all gets put together. We're obviously going to talk about that a lot as the offseason progresses here. Uh, but we're going to bid farewell to this 2021 team in just a moment and look back at all the positives, all of our favorite moments and all that good stuff. 
Uh, but real quick, want to remind you this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, Mariners fans, this is Titan Gonzalez with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code BASEBALL. So the Mariners, of course, did not make the playoffs. You know, that's sad. We're disappointed about that. It hurts. But the Mariners, the 2021 Mariners, were a 90-win baseball team. No matter how they were structured, no matter what they were supposed to do, the fact of the matter is they were a 90-win baseball team, and no one can take that from them. And they brought us so much joy, so much happiness. I loved watching this team. For 162 games this year and I'm, I'm really sad that it did not get extended to at least one more day but we had to say goodbye yesterday and now we're gonna say goodbye again today and uh look back on this team a little bit and look about uh, look at our favorite moments and and colby i want to start with you and, and ask you you know reflecting back on, on this season what what was your favorite moment what what stood out the most to you this year uh, a favorite individual moment. Um, the, uh, the, the Kyle Seeger thing at the end there w- was pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know, it was emotional and you were there for that. And that's yes. great. You know? Yeah. It, it was emotional and it was, uh, you know, I thought it was a proper send off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's no secret about it. Kyle Seeger is, is no fan of Jerry DePoto and, and really appears to have soured on the Mariners front office and really the organization in general, but uh, there was no love lost between him and the fans. Um, and so it, it was, it was nice. You know, you, you, you can't separate those things. It's, it's harder for us to separate those things because we talk about this and then, you know, we're focused on covering the team and most people, mm-hmm. most fans are interested in following the player. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but you are able to separate that at, at the moment. And that was really cool. It was, it was, it was a very touching send off. I felt like, uh, and uh yeah there was no love lost there um as for like on the field moment like game action 
uh, mm. the, I'm going to steal yours. The Abraham Toro Grand Slam off of Kendall Graveman. <laughs> Uh, yeah. way up there. Uh, Jake Fraley robbing the home run in Detroit. Um, that was way yep. up there. Hanniger's yep. game went or go ahead, uh, single on, uh, on, on Saturday. Friday or Saturday night with That's way up there too. So lots yeah. to choose from. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, overall it's probably the Seager thing, but as for like on field action, probably the Toro grand slam, uh, or mm-hmm. you know what? No, it's, it's probably the Dylan Moore grand slam. Like, the Toro Grand Slam. Yeah, I'm glad was fun. you mentioned that because I, I I was not going to let us get past this uh, this segment without mentioning Dylan Moore's Grand Slam against the Astros the night before the world went crazy and Kendall Graveman <laughs> got traded. <laughs> the Mariners exactly. made a miraculous comeback and it's the Astros capped off by that Grand Slam by Dylan Moore, which was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. the The Mariners, some of the best mo- Mariners moments of the year. Came against the Astros, which is really funny considering the fact that they did not play super well against the Astros this year, which <laughs> is to be expected. Sure. But they had some pretty great moments against the Astros when they did win those games. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you stole my answer, though. I mean, obviously, it's the Toro Grand Slam. <laughs> Dude, honestly, had they even made the playoffs, that probably still would have been my favorite moment because that was just such a, like... I feel vindicated. Jerry DePoto obviously feels vindicated by that. Like, it's just, it's so like, like Abraham Toro as well feels vindicated by that because he's been looked at, you know, as this, uh, you know, he's been kind of overlooked because of the loss of Graveman. And I don't know how the, uh, you know, how the clubhouse really accepted him at first. You know, we'll never know that. But, you know, obviously a lot of guys were torn up about Graveman. And I'm sure that was probably a weird situation for him to walk into being the guy that got traded for. Um, but he, I mean, he quickly, you know, made his presence known on this team and, um, you know, he was one of the better, better offensive players for this team, uh, down the stretch. Uh, obviously, you know, he slumped a little towards, towards the end there, but, uh, he was a massive boost for this team and, and they wouldn't, you know, obviously you could say this for a lot of guys, but you know, they wouldn't have been there, uh, towards the end without Abraham Toro, um, and what he brought. So, um, yeah, that that grand slam was just awesome. The 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 circumstance of it all, it was a zero zero game. Kendall Graveman versus Abraham Toro, like a movie. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, off of him. Grand salami time. That was just incredible. I laughed hysterically watching that. I didn't even like cheer. I just started laughing hysterically. Um, <laughs> I just awesome moment. Um, yeah, this this team made me smile so much this year, and um, I'll never forget that. Really, the, this team, I'm never going to forget this team. It, it's such an inexplicable, absurd ride that they brought us on. Uh, it made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> you know, this team. I, I think you and I when we were doing our preseason predictions on, on CTZ, um, you and I, like, I think we put the cap for their win total at like 77 games. Maybe it was 81 at best. Yeah. I, I feel like, like we were like, maybe if, if Paxton stays healthy all year and Kyle Lewis takes yeah. a step and, and Kellner comes up and he's good right away, maybe they can push it to 81, 82. And yeah. uh, none of that happened, and we were off by about, 
uh, somewhere between 15, eight to 15 games, somewhere in that range. So yeah, this is incredible. It really is. And by the way, incredible. I stand by that. If, if they ran out this exact same roster next year, I would say probably 75, 78 wins. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, but, so yeah, that that's, that's the level of talent that's on this roster right now. So again, that's a credit to Scott yeah. service. Um, the players themselves, Scott Service's coaching staff, everybody in the minor league development system, Jerry Depoto for going out and making the team better at the deadline. Um, mm. That's that's goes on all those guys to to squeeze at least an extra, you know, by even the the most cons- or even the most like optimistic metrics to to squeeze another ten wins out of that roster. That really is uh, an accomplishment uh, of the entire organization. Well, and think about everything that happened this year, everything that set up this team the way that it was. You know, you have the winner where Jerry DePoto is expecting to have money to spend, and then, as far as we know, had the rug pulled out from underneath him and had to piece together a roster with, like, $10 million, <laughs> you know, and got Chris Flex in and, and made some great pickups with Paul Seawald and Drew Steckenrider, et cetera. Um, and then you have the Bellevue Rotary Club incident with Kevin Mather and uh, and all that garbage that he said. And then, you know, Jerry DePoto and, and Scott Service immediately coming out against Mather, speaking out against Mather when they were in spring training. And the players kind of banding together over that. They had the very boring shirts in reference to what Mather said about Marco Gonzalez. And, you know, Mather also said that Kyle Seeger was overpaid and, said things, you know, said some racist stuff about translators and Julio Rodriguez and Hisashi Iwakuma and, um, you know, uh, just so much garbage. And they banded together over that. Mather was gone afterwards, and uh, thankfully, and uh, they moved on with that. But then, you know, the season starts. Kyle Lewis isn't there. He gets hurt in spring training. James Paxson gets hurt in the second inning of his first start and is out for the year. And those were like the two guys that were like, all right, well, if those guys, you know, put it together, maybe this team is fairly competitive this year. And then Jared Kelnick comes up and he struggles and he gets sent down. And then they go to San Diego and get mollywopped. And then uh, they have the COVID situation, which hurts their worst or their, which hurts their, their most important part of their, their team the bullpen the the driving force of this whole year and takes away two really key pieces from that from that unit and they somehow survive and then the Kendall Graveman trade happens and everyone loses their mind and they go on a little bit of a slump especially in Texas with the Jonah Heim series jeez Jonah Heim man um (laughs) and uh and they bounce back from that you know and then they uh, and then they have the big homestand against the Red Sox and the Diamondbacks, and they end up going two and four in that homestand. And it's like, okay, it's over, right? But then they go to Kansas City and, and uh, have a great series in Kansas City. Then they sweep the A's twice, and they and suddenly here they are. Now they control their own destiny. And yeah, they didn't push it across the finish line, but the fact that they were even able to get there, and I said this on Friday's show back when we were pretty hopeful about their chances, just the fact that they got there was remarkable. And um, with everything that happened, this would, all of that stuff that I just listed would have killed any other team. And, it, and it's like you said, it's such a testament to Scott's service 
and Andy McKay and Jerry DePoto and everyone in that organization that has built that culture. And most importantly, it's a testament to the players. For, you know, the, the leaders in that clubhouse. And, you know, Marco Gonzalez and, and Kyle Seeger and, and uh, you know, and J.P. Crawford, who yesterday when talking to Angie Mintink with, with tears in his eyes about Seeger leaving and, and asking about, you know, um, you know who's going to step up now that, that Seeger is going to be gone. And, and Crawford made his statement made it, that he's going to be that guy, that he wants to be that guy, that he's ready to be that guy. And it's just, you know, and you even see it with Jared Kelnick. Jerry Kelnick, who's shown, shown so much growth over the last month and um, has been, just, you know, injected so much life into this team over the, uh, in this run. Just the amount of growth that you've seen from a lot of these guys, it's going to go so far for the next few years. It's going to be incredible. This is going to be the year that we all look back on and, and say, you know, this is what started it all. And... Yeah. Um, it's it, it's it was such an incredible season. No playoffs doesn't matter. This is such a different looking season than any other year when when they haven't made the playoffs in this drought. It's so different. There's so much hope now. You know, I said this a while ago that you know when they didn't make the playoffs in 2014 and 2016 and 2018, it was like, well, where do we go from here? Right. But now there's so much hope because it's like your young guys. You know, the guys that are going to be around for years to come, presumably, you know, were the driving force of this. Mm-hmm. And now you have money to play with. You have what Baseball America considers to be the number one system, farm system in baseball to trade from and to continue adding pieces from. This team is on such an upward trend. It's ridiculous. And obviously, we got to see if they execute it properly. But it's—I just don't know how you cannot be excited about the Seattle Mariners after watching this season. Yeah, I'll double down on an analogy, um, but tweak it a little bit to uh, fit the the uh, the missing the playoffs. Uh, you know, in the 2016 and 2018, it really felt like they were trying to slide under a quickly. Quickly closing like garage door or quickly closing window. They were trying to slide in under the wire there, and Very uh, they Indiana got Jones esque. <laughs> yes, and, and, and they got stuck. They didn't make it uh, a couple times, and they were just trapped in the room with the boulder rolling right at them. Um, <laughs> this time around, it's like they're uh, pounding on the on the door with a battering mm-hmm. ram, and the rest of the American League is is Hodor trying to keep that door from opening. And eventually the pure weight of talent and resources that the Mariners are going to have starting this winter is going to knock that door down and they're walking through and they're there to, to, you know, mess things up to say it nicely. Um, So that's, that's where Seattle is. They're not trying to slide under the the quickly closing window. Uh, They're busting the door down and it's cracking right now. And the American league is, is, they can't hold it back there's going to be a flood of the Mariners and the Mariners very well could be the team of the decade in the American league. Now, is there a lot of work to do to get there? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But is it possible for the first time really ever in Mariners history? It is. So that's, that's fun to be, you know, at the beginning stages of that. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry DePoto is looking to build a model franchise. 
not just he already has in many ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, like we've heard it from people in the league or people that know people in the league that what they're doing, especially in the farm system, you know, in the, in the minor leagues, like this, like everyone is aspiring to, to do that, especially with their pitching development. You know, there's been a, a lot of, um, a lot of talk about that. So, you know, they, they're just, they've built this thing from the ground up and, it, you know, we've been following along all the way, but even for, you know, for some that are now, you know, coming back around on the team and everything, they're, they're now seeing the fruits of their labor and it's, um, it, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's all coming together. And obviously, you know, we love when a plan comes together, no matter what John Hammond may say. Uh, so we're going to tell you what to expect on Locked On Mariners the rest of the way here. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. We we greatly appreciate that. We greatly appreciate you tuning in every single day and listening, uh, listening to us ramble on about this incredibly absurd team. And uh, we look forward to a great offseason. We're going to tell you more about what to look forward to over the next few months here on this show in just a moment, but real quick, I want to remind you this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors, ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein, with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So, Colby, it's our time to shine, man. This is what we love to do the offseason. This is like our Super Bowl, dude. For... Those of you listening to Locked On Mariners that, that might be new to us, obviously we started the show just a couple months ago, but uh, Colby and I love doing off-season stuff. This is like what we thrive on. So now that we're out of the season, you guys are in for some pretty great content. We're going to be talking trades. We're going to talk free agents. We're going to talk all these different scenarios for the year and everything that's going to be going on with the CBA, which is probably not going to be as fun. That's probably actually going to be more of a headache and really annoying, but there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be doing different topics, different uh, like scheduled segments each week. You're going to have a lot to look forward to. This week, we're going to be uh, doing some you know season awards. Uh, we're going to do playoff predictions tomorrow. Uh, that might be a little bit of a sore subject for for some of you tuning in, but uh, <laughs> you know we're going to be doing all of that, and then we're going to officially transition into off season stuff either at the end of this week or next week. We're still figuring that out. But, you know, Colby, tell uh, tell a listener here, you know, what to expect over uh, over the next few months, what, what we're going to be doing here. We're working on each day being themed. And then when we transition to three, show a week, three shows a week, we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to change things a little bit here. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably start next week, you think? Yeah. probably next week we'll start on, on our won't be full on off season talk but 
we'll start to slowly transition to where that's pretty much all we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think we have a few segments cooked up. We have uh, Mock Trade Monday, which is mm-hmm. a, a fun one. We previewed that last week, week before, um, where basically we go on baseballtradevalues.com uh, and we look at some of the, uh, the trades that other people have come up with and we discuss their legitimacy, let's say. Um, <laughs> or lack thereof. Right. We also have things like trade tart. Like we're talking about trade target Tuesday, where we each come up with a, a trade guy that we would like to see the Mariners pursue. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a star. Doesn't have to be a you know a role player. Doesn't even have to be a big leaguer. If there's a minor leaguer out there you want, put him out there to the people. Let's do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Still not sure what to do on uh, on on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I've thrown around the idea of, of walk off Wednesdays, where we would. Yep. each end the show with like a two minute mini rant about anything related to baseball. I don't know if that's going to work or not. We'll see. Um, that's what we're working with right now. Don't have any, can't come up with anything catchy for Thursday and, and Friday would fan fiction Friday, which is um, where you guys, our listeners will, would send us ideas and we would just kick them around uh, with no limit on the absurdity or, or whatever. And, and, it doesn't even have to be current. It could be, hey, if the Mariners hadn't traded, you know, Derek Lowe and and Jason Veritek, what would the late '90s have looked like? Blah blah blah. So uh, right. that's that's kind of what we're looking at. We're we're still going to tweak some segments here and there. We're trying to finalize a, what a good schedule looks like for you guys. But again, the the, the goal here is is throughout the playoffs to keep the focus on the Mariners. Um, and while we'll still talk a little bit about what's happening in the playoffs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You're here to listen to us talk about the Mariners and the team yeah. that the year that just happened and the off season that's going to happen, which is going to be honestly probably just as much fun, if not more fun, than what actually happened this this summer. Um, so yeah, it's it's we're still tweaking some things here and there, but again, it's about keeping the focus on the Mariners and and what they might do this winter and how we can make sure that 2022 is the year that you know, the Mariners are making the playoffs end of story. So yeah. uh, that, that's, that's what we're working with right now. Again, we'll continue to tweak things and eventually we'll transition to three shows a week. Uh, and when that happens, we'll have to have a plan for that, but uh, that that's what we're starting with. And uh, let us know if you guys, uh, if you guys like that at uh, best way to get out to reach out to us is uh, to tweet us at uh, yeah, tweet us. We at, also have an email uh, down in yep. the, the, in the description of this episode. So there are multiple ways to get a hold of us. Send us your thoughts, send us your ideas, send us your questions, all that good stuff. We would love to hear it. We'll probably uh, do a mailbag as well at some point. I don't know if that's uh, going to possibly be a Monday, Monday mailbag. Because yeah, because we, you know, obviously we're going to have the mock trades and all that stuff. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be bringing you tons of content. And also, when we transition to three times, uh, three shows a week, uh, and that's just something that uh, everyone on the Lockdown Network is going to be doing. I believe that's after the World Series. So in about six-ish weeks, uh, we'll be transitioning to that. Uh, But if you want to hear us five times a week still, um, check out our Patreon because we're going to be talking even more about, you know, the the offseason and everything. Really get down into our ideas. We record about hour-long podcasts on uh, Patreon, sometimes even more. Sometimes we push the two-hour mark if we really get (laughs) ranty and uh, into, uh, into a topic that we really like. So... Uh, yeah, I would I would absolutely recommend checking out the uh, Patreon if you want to hear more off season talk, especially when we when we transition to three times a week. 
Uh, and obviously the link is going to be in the description, uh, of course. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash control the zone. Um, and then all of our social media and all that stuff is is on there as well. My DMs on Twitter are open. I don't know if yours are, Colby, but if you're on Twitter and you follow me, feel free to hit me up in the DMs. I do check them. Um, I, I even uh, you know even from people that I don't follow, it just pops up like uh, like it shows like manage requests or whatever. I usually click on that uh, and check them out. So uh, so yeah. So let me know. Uh, if you have any ideas, if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions you want answered on the show, uh, would love to hear from you. Um, so yeah, so d- just to tie a bow on this, uh, real quick, um, you know, we'll, we'll hammer out a schedule. We'll probably, uh, put out like a formal schedule of, of what you can expect, um, later on this week or maybe on the weekend or something of like how our show is going to be structured from here on out at least for the next you know month or so until we we transition again um but uh yeah keep an eye out for that it's gonna be a lot of fun we love doing this <laughs> we we love doing this i can't even express how much colby and i thrive off of the off season we this is our this is our thing back when we were on fan sided at soto mojo we killed it with all the trade speculation all the trade talk all the free agent stuff all that it was a lot of fun and uh, we're hoping to bring uh, quite a bit of that to the Locked On Network here. So uh, if you're excited about the Mariners, we're going to give you plenty of reasons to be even more excited. We're going to put your excitement through the roof about this team because uh, we're very excited <laughs> as well. Uh, so before we hop off here, Colby, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, th- thanks to everybody who... Uh who you know gave us the last two months of the uh, the regular season here to uh, yeah you know give us a listen and uh, be your first listen and uh, you know thank thanks oh, by for the way, uh, by the way yeah. real quick thank you guys uh, as well for uh, we've had our busiest week last week um, we had a couple shows that went over a thousand listens for the first time and obviously we've kind of had to build a show this show up from the ground so that has been awesome we really appreciate the support we appreciate the continued support and if you have been sharing uh the show with your friends and family and all that uh, and telling people and spreading the word greatly appreciate that and if you're listening to this and, and you love what we're doing here and, and you know what you hear please continue to share anyway sorry for interrupting <laughs> No, it's all good. We got to wrap anyway. So thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, you know, continue to listen this off season. You guys are going to have a lot of fun. I promise you that because we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, this is yeah. this is our Super Bowl, and uh, and we intend <laughs> to take full advantage of it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that dis- uh, all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day. Every day we'll be back tomorrow with some season awards, playoff predictions and all that good stuff. Now, make your second listen of the day locked on MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major league's present and past. It's free and available on all platforms. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow.